Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Kia ora, good morning and welcome to our second episode of Cork. So I say good morning because we're recording this at just after 9.30 in the morning on a Thursday morning with me for our second caucus meeting having survived the first is Tim Watkin and Lisa Rowan. G'day. Morning. I'm Guy and Espiner. Great to have you guys uh, back again for this and we were talking last week weren't we? Um, what a morning. About, um, about coalition wrangling which was our kind of theme and I don't know maybe they were listening to us. Um, maybe because they, they were because really, <laughs> it just uh, got really interesting. It did and particularly between uh, the Greens and New Zealand First and Labour that was the focus of our coalition wrangling discussion last week. And um, this morning, Lisa, they've really jumped a bit further, or at least Barry Coates from the Yeah, the battle lines are really drawn. I mean, last week we were talking about the fact, and you were saying, that you would have thought it was the best strategy to get out there and scrap for every single vote you could get and not worry about what your potential coalition partners um we're doing well. I think the you know the bell dong dong has gone off, and they are out there scrapping this whole thing with Barry Coates suggesting that they would not, they being the Greens, would not stand for a, a Labour New Zealand First government where they were cut out, where they were sitting on the cross benches and just voting issue by issue. That they wouldn't have a bar of it, and he suggested that they would force New Zealanders back to the polls. I don't know, Tim. What do you reckon? Political suicide. Well, to- that- that would be a nightmare. This is the Greens have have. Um, this is a case of I think clear strategy fallen off the rails. At the weekend, Materia Ture said um, went out and on the conference weekend, very clearly a strategic move in front of the cameras. Said Winston Peters, racist and divisive. Um, we don't particularly want to work work with them. It was a clear way of them trying to push back against the assumption that Labour and New Zealand First are the obvious uh, kingmakers change of government Mm. party. They're trying to stay relevant. They were clearly kicking into Labour as much as New Zealand First at the weekend. That was Toure saying hey you know what potential Labour voters Labour's in Winston's pocket now. You might want to vote for us if you want decency. But that was a subtle Clever message. Yeah, there was Barry went into he, another place. He, he did, but, but if, <laughs> he did. But if you look back at Matidia's speech from that campaign launch, it also contained the lines that a New Zealand First yes. Labour government would not be acceptable. So, and I actually think personally, I missed that a little bit, and I, I think the other media possibly did as well. We possibly didn't put as much weight on that as perhaps we might have. Yep. So that explains. Yeah, why because she gr- dropped the racism bomb. You know, a, a, so that's it was right. Like, and so we were, we were running towards that, and yeah. then the second one went off. You yeah, know. and nobody noticed. <laughs> that's, that's right. Um, so that was an interesting line, and thoughtfully um, worked through as you would expect in a speech. 
it was yeah. it was as not Tim acceptable. Said, strategic, strategic planned. Yeah. Yeah. So it gives you the context, though, doesn't it, as to why a guy who's sitting in the caucus, he's he's not some you know radical. He's he's an MP. He's not some party member from you know out in the what what. No, and, 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 let's he, just, and let's just remember briefly. This is a guy who um, was head of Oxfam New Zealand. He's yeah. he's got a master's from Yale, and he's been in yeah. Parliament nine months. And so that's he's, what you know. I was going to say. He's engaged with the media in his previous life. He was engaging with the media all the time. He knows about publicity. Oh, he knows about point. strategy. Mm. He knows about getting messages out that's there. Well, let's listen to the message uh, that James Shaw, the leader of the Greens, had in response to why Barry Coates said what he did. We very strongly believe in stable and responsible government, uh, and in fact, it's something that we've been campaigning on over the past year. So Barry so is incorrect. Did, did Barry not get the memo, or didn't, wasn't listening to the campaigning? Yeah, he, he was incorrect when he said that. Uh, he was essentially nuanced when he should have been unequivocal. Um, I have spoken to him about it. <laughs> I love that line, <laughs> that he was nuanced rather than unequivocal. Well, what's what that, that, that code for? Are you going to put that on your T-shirt? Yeah, is, yeah. It, is, that, <laughs> is that code for we've been having a chat in the tea room about these things yes. and it should have stayed, you know, what goes yeah. on tour should should yeah. stay on yeah. tour. Is that what that means? Look, they are, they, the Greens are desperate to stay relevant and they're desperate to say that New Zealand First is not going to dictate. And remember, this is 99, this is 02, yep. and this is 05. Yeah. Look, I know in 99, Labour and the Alliance had a majority so they could get there. Well, it was a minority government. They had enough, though. Yep. And the Greens got in after the specials in 99. But they were there and they were left out of Cabinet. Yep. In 02, they were there and left out of Cabinet. In 05, they were there and left out of Cabinet. So, you know, this is not this is a real threat to the Greens, oh, and they are desperate and to stay in what happening. James Shaw brought it up with you in that interview that we just heard that grab from. He said, what was it? We've, we've been around for 25 years mm. and we haven't been in government. Yeah, and they're so fed up with that. You got you got that sense. But the other thing I found really interesting, just from a listener's point of view, listening to James Shaw there, he seemed subdued. He seemed a bit mm, less uh, less energy than usual. And it was almost like I could hear the cogs ticking in his head. Like he knew that the answers to those questions, well, we're at a pivotal point with this with this whole strategy. The other thing I'd say is it's the same strategy that the National Party has adopted, which I find really interesting that the Greens are going there. National Party has always said, watch out for the boogeyman, the boogeyman is Winston. <laughs> and but do you attack the, the boogeyman or do you just, just hope he goes away? <laughs> well, this is, well that, hello, that, current polling, he ain't going nowhere. No, and, and they've looked at all the points we were making last week that Winston only goes up in a campaign, um, so they're getting their shots in first. Yes, but um, National isn't going out and, and poking the bear. But obviously the Greens uh, decided to do that um, with uh, calling the policy. They took your advice from last week, well, your I'm general someone... advice about <laughs> maximising, trying to maximise their vote. But the problem with that, how, does the Gre- how do the Greens maximise their vote? They take it off Labour. They're well, not actually, yeah. yeah. They're not actually taking the, the the people who are worried about a slightly more racist, um, tough immigration policy, New Zealand First influenced government, are not people who are voting New Zealand First. They might be a few people around the Nats, but not many. It's mostly just Labour vote they're attacking. So it's just, Labour who just actually to suffers. wrap this bit up before we move on to the the families packages that were also announced this week, or at least Labour's. Were. Let's bring this back to Labour, who obviously the third leg of this. Boy, storm. someone's in a cold sweat this morning. Yeah. Why do you say that? Well, I just think it's this to me smacks of Russell Norman. Just what was it a week or a mm. fortnight out from the election last time? Going like he he'd kind of had a late coffee and then thought to himself, oh yeah, well maybe we could work with National, and he blurted, mm. seemed to blurt that out into public, and all hell broke loose. It's the kind of surprise bomb that you don't expect to go off because you have signed 
signed an MOU that says, no surprises, mm. we work together to change and the And especially, government. and we were talking about this last week, after Andrew Little had talked specifically about a New Zealand first green Labour government. He was trying to make that case that that would be, um, you know, smooth sailing. But it's a harder case to make now, isn't it? It is. This is what you might call spatty. <laughs> it looks like it looks like they're just going to be a bit of a spatty outfit, which well, a National will be quite happy you, to, to think, sit back and look at. Do you think there was a phone call to Andrew Little or, or anyone from the Labour Party saying, hey, Barry Coates is just going to sort of muse a little bit about this <laughs> and write a blog, which is, if you were, no surprises, means... I mean, yeah. this is no, a this pretty is big Barry, surprise. This is, this is Barry off the rails. He's got one and one equals three, and, and that's why James was walking it back so so mm. carefully this morning. Mm. All right. You talked about spatty. I thought you were going to say spaghetti, which had uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. led me in my mind's eye to Stephen Joyce's critique of uh, Labour's families policy. He called it, what was it, Lisa, a convoluted? Con- uh, yeah, convoluted spaghetti of entitlement. Mm. Yeah, so that was that was his line. And look, you know, it was it was complex, but, but these things are. And so was National's family package. So Labour had the chance to respond this week. We know that, just mm. I guess segueing from our coalition discussions, there yeah. was division between the Greens and Labour about what to do yep. when National suddenly targeted the low end of the socio-economic spectrum with their budget uh, announcements. So Labour has had a bit the of time. The low end and Labour would say the high end as well, Well, that's Guyan. true. Yeah. yeah, that's true. So, so that's what had, they would say. They've had time to, to, to go over and, and uh, get their numbers right. What did you guys think of what Labour came out with? I thought it was really interesting. On the complex side of things and that criticism that it's complex, yeah, I think when you were getting the full force of all these numbers flying at you on the day, you did think, man, this is complex. But if you took the time to sit down and read through it, you know, draw yourself up a grid, and, and some of the media helpfully provided a grid, mm. you could actually make direct comparisons, and that was the most helpful thing. And Tim, you know, you looked at those comparisons, Look, and hmm. Labor's numbers are a lot bigger in terms of they what you're going to get. And this is, this is what interested me, is that National, with the surplus now, has, this is a spending election now for on all yes. parties. This is That's a spending election. National has opened the door and said, because we can give you tax cuts and we can increase working for families. Look at us. We're national. We're, we're tax cut party, as you know, but we also care. Na- Labor's taken that and run with it and said, OK, if you can put two and a half billion in, we can spend, what is it, one point something billion, uh, yeah, one and a half that, billion yeah. um, on yep. doing similar and kind of change stuff. change on, um, on repairing the, um, some of the social health services. And, yeah, and, and we can save the other 600 million to put into health and education. So they've, they've, they've taken up the challenge. I think it also shows um, the nature of tax cuts. They're not easy to target. So when this you give it. people tax cuts, yes. OK, look, that's a decision you make and you, you might like that, you might not. But the thing is, is that higher income earners always get that as well, because if you are giving a tax break to someone who earns under 50k, well, the first 50k of a rich person's yep. income yep. gets that tax break as well. So it flows through. It leaves you open to that. larger. And as, I was as asking Joyce, um, Stephen Joyce, over the week on Morning Report, w- w- why does a cabinet minister on 250k or north of that, you know, deserve a thousand bucks a year, 20 bucks a week? And it's a difficult one to answer. So Labor's... Yeah, it's totally a difficult one to answer. And I can... <laughs> I can really no, no, because actually, in a couple of days, two days after the budget, when I said to him, "Ha, oh, Mr. Joyce, what are you going to do with your thousand yeah, bucks?" The car was in reverse and screaming <laughs> well away from the scene of that yeah, wreck. Yeah. You know, because that is an uncomfortable question. 
And I think from a from a strategy point, a publicity point, appealing to your voters, Labor's are going to be banging that drum a lot. Yep. And and you would have this week Grant Guaranteed. Robertson saying, what was it? What's the figure he uses? 10, 10% um, nationals giving... Four, $4 billion to the top 10%. To the top 10%. So he, he, was, he was banging that drum hard out, and he's going to keep doing that. But also their top-line figures, I think, yes, OK, so complex tables and all the rest of it, but they kept repeating, 70% of families with children will be better off under our scheme. Yeah, and you know I what they're laying down? I mean, just, just to make that point there, what they're saying to, to voters is, is asking them to actually be honest about whether how much they, they care about supposedly the concerns around poverty and so forth we've been talking about for the past few years. What If you break it down, if you're over 100-something thousand as a household, if you're basically, if you're over the average wage, you'll get your, you'll get your 20 bucks a week out of national, but you'll get sod all out of, national, out, out of labour. If you are below yeah. the average, if you're on the average wage or below, mm. then you'll do a lot better under Labor. So uh, is that going to get the, the, the below average earners out to actually vote? And is it gonna, are the um, well, above average actually going to vote for their own 20 bucks a week so or for someone else? They're, they're, you're testing their commitment to, com- being a good, um, to being a good citizen. To being a good citizen. Supposedly caring so, so about that, poverty. That's interesting. Let's just um, shove it that way for a second because I want to talk about the strategy here yeah. for Labour, both strategy and communication of this policy. It's one thing having all the tables, but you know not everyone's going to go through with a, a fine-tooth comb looking for, for all that. So when... when when you look at what, um, how they delivered it last week, they got a bit poleaxed by the poll, didn't they? On, 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 um, yeah. on TV One, because, and you know, I, don't, I mean, we, we've talked about a lot of the merits of that policy, but I wonder having it the day after a poll put Andrew Little at five percent the preferred PM stakes and twenty seven percent his party in the party stakes, and his personable deputy. Ahead of him, yeah. Mm. Did, in, in did, did it detract a little bit? Because if someone's offering you something, is the question sometimes, are they going to be able to give it to me? Yeah. Are they going yeah. to be able to deliver? And I think, and I think, um, Labor would love to talk more about policy than about polls right now, um, but they can't. Um, uh, the the, the, but that policy will come at once they get into the campaign. I think Labor will be backing on the fact that that. In a couple of weeks, yep. when the poll stuff settle they can, down, they can roll all that they out will, again. And in the debates and so forth, they will be able to keep saying, and you, "National for the rich," and you know, you, "Take your win." And you know, the winter fuel payment well, I like really that. interests me. I like that. As I an think idea. that could be a little sleeper that people would really I, I like. Just, yeah, yeah but again, especially superannuants who vote. Yeah, right? hey, talking about strategy though, so you're giving this this um, fuel credit, if you like, to to pensioners. They had to do something because under Stephen Joyce's, the national government's um, scheme, pensioners were going to get a rebate because of the tax right. threshold changes. Right. They so push you, up the super payment. So you payment. couldn't right. be taking money away from pensioners who might no. be voting for Winston Peters, who could be one of your coalition partners, and not be giving them something back. That's right. So just to explain, just to explain that quickly else. to people who yeah. might yeah. because because what so what happens is super's based on on the average wage, right? There's yep. a floor sixty six percent sixty six percent of the average. Wage. So if you cut taxes and push the average wage up, then that flows through to superannuitants, right? So if you were going to cancel the tax cuts as Labor was planning to do, you actually would reduce the amount superannuitants would get. Yeah, would take something 11, off them. They couldn't afford that. You can't afford that headline. No. So, so Joyce reckons, Stephen Joyce reckons that Labor just made up its its um, home heating thing to plug to, to, to plug and get. I don't mm. know that. I've got no, I've got no evidence no. that suggests that that, that that is true. That's what he's saying. But I thought it was. 
was quite a quite a um you know an idea that would capture some imagination and yeah. I wonder whether just strategically um, I just wonder whether you wouldn't have come out with that first. Let that percolate. They did yeah. come out with that well, first. Twelve hours, probably, probably, twelve hours yeah. first. And yeah. why did they do that? <laughs> why did it appear on TV <laughs> three first? I wonder whether because on TV one they had the Colmar Brunton poll. And now we don't know. That's all no, bit of fun speculating. It but it looked like strategically they they had um, given that to three to. Um, uh, mitigate the influence of the one poll, and that's not. But unusual. also, I I think, don't you think? I mean, we are obsessed. Let's be fair with the detail yeah. and the minutiae of yeah. all of this. Do you actually think that your average voter is sitting at home going, "Oh, Dre Andrew Little dropped down in the uh, preferred prime minister stakes," or are they thinking, "Oh"? Oh, heating credits. Ooh. 140 bucks a month for, to pay Ooh, for my power. Credits. I could do with that. You know, so, so why yeah. we why we yeah. wonder whether to drop that information in the shadow of what could only be referred to as probably a shabby poll. Yeah, from I, I Labor's personally do point think it matters more. I think it's a good point, but I personally do think it matters um, quite a bit in, in terms of, you know, everyone's got a policy. You can find a party who's going to offer you the, the, the world and yep. back and give you, you know, everything from the kind of carpet you want to um, your own railway or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. You, you the know, alliance find, would have been government for generations. You can if find that was promises yeah. anywhere. I, I do think that that people will go. Okay, so who's who's offering me this again? And I, I do think it and matters. And how likely am I to get it? Yeah, under I, the circumstances. I do think it matters that. Um, I do think it matters when when you start to drop to those levels in the polls. Um, it also becomes. And I was talking to a former senior minister in a Labour government quite recently who was saying those polling numbers are a real albatross and had some memories of similar things that had happened uh, to Labour in the past and said that um, it's very hard to get clear air when, yeah. you, you know, people keep talking about your performance. And look, and people will smash back at us and, and me for saying this too, and they say, well, why don't you stop talking about the polls? Which would be fair, but I mean, you, you basically you still need the numbers. the best information you've got, yeah. you know, and these are telling you what the likely make-up yeah. make, make is, so it is important. Well, while you're on that subject, because we were talking about polls last week, so I decided to go back, get, get the last six elections, five or six elections, polling from um, from three and news hub polls and what what I was looking for was how accurate were they on polling on the day of the election so most of these polls the polls that I've looked at were polls that were taken within a week to a fortnight of the actual polling day and what was interesting is with the big parties we're pretty much spot on mm. like right down to the point whatever the point one the point three when it comes to New Zealand first and that's what we're interested in quite a lot at the moment New Zealand first tended to come in um, one and a half to two points higher than polling during the lead up to the campaign. So the end result was better than what was um, polled. The Greens, the reverse. So they were 1 to 2.3 points less than what they actually delivered on the day. Yep. And in the most recent poll, we got those two parties in, in the, um, the One, the one, one news, news poll. One, yeah. Those parties are both polling 11%, yeah, I think it neck. was. So they are neck and neck. And if the trends are right, yeah, that, that's an in, interesting scenario. So New Zealand First is the second party in any potential Labour Greens New Zealand First coalition. It's a, it's not a possibility third. that Guy unfloated last week. Yeah. And, you know, he's been <laughs> hey, looking in the crystal ball, maybe. Have, have we got time before we go um, to listen to these clips from Joyce and Robertson? Because I just think yes, it laid yeah, out the, the yeah, ideology. Let's, do, let's start with um, the Finance Minister, Stephen Joyce. I think it's a good idea to give them extra money altogether. 
That's what I think. Um, and that's what we're doing with our family incomes package. We're providing them with additional money to help them meet the costs, including their power costs through winter. And they're the best people to judge uh, whether they need it for their power costs or something else. And now Labor is much more sort of paternalistic. They are saying, well, actually, no, we will decide who gets it and when. Um, but as I say, they're just being complicated. Well, that's Stephen Joyce, who sounds like he could have uh, benefited from a help with his power bills because he sounded like he yeah, got cold, a dreadful cold, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he makes quite an important um, distinction. Well, it's, 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 it's the old um, divide, dividing lines, isn't it? Is. It? Yeah. And this We're is the interest. This is the ideology: is that you know, Labor's paternalistic because they want to tell you what to do with your money. We just want to give you your money back and, and let you get on with it. Um, whereas Grant Robertson exactly lays out the different ideology. Right now, we want to deliver to those families who need it the most the money that they that, that they need to be able to provide for their children and be able to deliver those health, housing and education improvements New Zealanders want. This is about priorities, Kim, and our priority is rebuilding those social foundations. If Mr Joyce wants to give $400 million to the top 10%, let's have that debate in this election. So just... There you go. And I said four billion before, and yeah, I meant four hundred million. million. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, but but that's the point. Grant Robertson uses words like deliver. You know, it's public yeah. money going. We're delivering to you. And but this is the thing. Labor will want to well, have. Stephen this is the Joyce, argument that yeah. Labor wants to have, right? Labor wants to have the thing. You're giving the money to the rich people. We're targeting at the poor. Do you reckon either of you? Yeah. And I want to. I want to. I want a straight answer. I'm sitting <laughs> in my. I'm, I'm sitting in my morning report chair. You see, yeah, we're, we're doing it in a different studio oh. than last week. So I'm. Do, okay. I'm, 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 I've got I, my, I'm breaking yeah. into a cold sweat. Do you reckon? Do you reckon? Do you reckon that? Labor would have gained new votes from its family's package. Potentially with the baby bonus, the thing I like to call the baby bonus, which is... 60 bucks a week. 60 bucks a week. Now, Tim was just talking about, you know, how... um, National is kind of happy to give you your wadge of money off you go and you spend it and then and then Labor's got this idea that they kind of know what's best mm. perhaps in some areas. The $60 baby bonus I found interesting because everybody gets it regardless in the first year yep. you'll all get it and I wondered if that was um, nudging back at, at the people who are going to lose their, their tax break you know the ones who are going to get the thousand bucks over 52 grand. They're going to get a baby bonus. Year two in year three, the the gas comes off that bonus. If you're making over seventy nine thousand dollars, you start to lose incrementally. But quite a bit. few people still get it. But yeah. quite a few people still get it. So maybe in that group. So yes, I think possibly they would have gained some from that, but not as many as they need. Looking at the polls, Tim, I I think there is some soft national vote there. Um, national can still say we can do tax cuts and help your family. So they get to try and tick both of those boxes. Labor's doubling down on the, we will help your family. Um, but look, the, the kid stuff, the evidence is, is there that those first couple of years of, of a child's life is crucial. That is when people drop in and out of poverty and, and do tend to struggle because the costs, uh, you know, you look at American research, they talk about a, a hundred bucks, 200 bucks a week kind of when you add in the nappies and the baby food and, and so forth. So it is a crucial pivotal time. I think there's, there's a, probably a pretty good appetite for, for that kind of policy. Have we got time to... No one's ever got time to talk about infrastructure, have they? Have we got time to talk about that? Oh. Well, <laughs> it'd be good to. I find this really interesting. Well, it just was interesting I never because... used to find roads yeah, interesting. I mean, <laughs> now I do. I mean, well, you're in Auckland. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was interesting, though, to see the uh, numbers start to roll out from this infrastructure fund. Yeah, the fund. billion now, dollar fund. Now, yeah. this, you know, this will be... 
it's this where the line crosses between gov- gov- governing and campaigning too, isn't it? Because this is a pretty useful thing for them, right? They've got this billion-dollar infrastructure fund sitting mm. there. This time they've rolled out, oh, here's, you know, here's $300 million for Auckland, here's a little bit for Queensland. You can just imagine, can't you, as the yeah. days tick down to this election that but suddenly... But I thought it backfired. Well, well, I thought it backfired a bit. Did you? Yeah, yeah because while we thought, oh, yeah, billion-dollar funds, and I don't know whether you're, you're a smart man, you might have registered it more than I did, I didn't really think about the debt ceilings that the councils have. So there I was thinking, okay, billion dollars. And Phil Goff had previously said on The Nation that if he didn't get two thirds of that fund, he'd feel he'd been shortchanged, yeah, right? So he ended up getting about a third, 300, 300 million. Um, and the reason he couldn't get any more was because he was knocking the top of the debt ceiling and it is a loan, even though it's a low interest loan, it is... It, it's, it's right, it's counted against that, you're right. Yeah. So, But what he said this week too, which was interesting, he said that... It's interest fee for the first 10 years, and oh, sorry, no, then, that, then you get... That's bang on, yeah, that's absolutely yeah, right. Then you get the extra. He said that in the next... A uh, couple of weeks, there'll yeah. be another major announcement yes. with a lot more houses, and they've done something weird. Off, I don't know, it, yeah, it's infrastructure so, bonds or yeah, something yeah. along those lines. But do you think it's, that happened because they all of a sudden realised, or do you think they anticipated, this is, or this is a patch up? I, can, I reckon I can Possibly. tell you this. This is what they're calling off balance sheet. Yes. So yes, this is right. this is a way that they're trying yeah. to get some money into the council's pockets mm. um, without having to carry them carry debt. And the reason for this, you go back to last year's budget where there was no, and you you remember Lisa interview that you did with Bill English after yeah. that budget and we can we'll play the clip next week because it's it's um it's so good um, Bill English going infrastructure is is on the councils um, it's not for us to do we purposely and and getting really he got a lot of flack after last year's budget for the infrastructure they rolled out this billion dollar thing yeah about a month later and so this they were thought we haven't done the infrastructure stuff. So they got on with that. And now this is them repositioning, saying, yeah, actually, the councils can't do well, anymore. Right. We that, need to, they we, have to, we do need to put some money and, into and this. All, and, so, and you're right. So as government, they can start to look yeah, like they're doing so something. Like how the accounting treatment of it might be interesting to us. And it is interesting and important. But I'm just saying from more of a helicopter point of view, it's pretty useful, isn't it, to have this fund when you're going to an election? Yeah, <laughs> I, just think, I just think it's classic national where, where they have where they have um, misjudged initially and they've quietly and carefully um, then got back on track, put out a new fund, dodged around without making a lot of fuss. But they, I do think it's a fine line. It's a fine something. line because the headlines were saying 300, what was it, 300 million for... Ten, ten, ten and a half thousand homes. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. then Grant Robertson said, we can't live in your ghost houses. <laughs> That's right. And... Yeah, it's not actual houses, it's the pipes, it's the and footpaths. And even those numbers aren't enough is, houses, And right. there's no guarantee that any single one of those houses will be affordable, which is the big Hamilton development, which was the poster child for the announcement. Yeah. They came out and clearly said, no, these are, these are market-priced houses. So, yeah. yes, more houses, not anywhere near the numbers that we need, yeah. and not necessarily any of them will be affordable houses. And then you've got this dilemma where you had these councils all knocking their debt ceilings so they're coming up with another little package to... Yeah. Mm, I think that's the end of our little package. That's the end, of our, that's the end of our second caucus meeting. Did we decide anything at our second caucus meeting again? <laughs> we have we got the leader yet? We don't have to decide anything. <laughs> this is the wonderful thing about this caucus. Aren't and, you supposed to read some credits? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there is another thing, yeah. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, you're the podcast guy, Tim. What do you do? I, I have this um, um, tattooed on my on my brain. What you do is you go to your iTunes, you go to Spotify, you go to wherever, wherever you get your podcast. Um, do subscribe. That's the way that we can pop up on your phone every week. Um, we got Jeremy Ansel producing us. Thank you very much, um, engineering in the other room. And um, uh, yeah, lots of other RNZ podcasts 
on those apps where you can find your podcasts. That's the other thing I like to say um, because we're making lots of cool podcasts. But that's us for the week. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.